You Al Bundy? Yes, hold the applause. What do you want? I just think you ought to know that your wife has been seeing my husband. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. What's up? You're listening to the show that's flat, cheesy, but not a pizza. My name is Al, and uh, we gotta hurry this up because I have to dash off to a Judy Garland concert. Yeah, we gotta get going, guys, because I've got a date with three bikers, and one of them just got out of prison. And I'm Dan. Feed me, or feed me to something. I just want to be part of the food chain. <laughs> well, guess what? Someone's part of our show tonight. We have an extra seat pulled up here at the Nudie Bar, and our special guest is a good friend of ours, Aaron Duncan. What's up, man? I'm Aaron, and I've had Pete's potato. Ooh, <laughs> you have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was delicious. <laughs> it's scrum diddly umptious. <laughs> oh, ooh. A Simpsons reference. Why would I do that today? I don't know. Why would you, Alex? Uh, well, I don't know. Let's see. Tonight, we're doing The Dance Show. Peggy meets a charming married man, and his jealous husband shows up. Husband, guys, you hear what I said? Husband. Shows up (laughs) on the Bundy's doorstep. He knows he's a guy, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Season 5, Episode 5. It originally aired October 21st, 1990. That's why the kids thought Al's face was a jack-o'-lantern. Ah, yes. Yep, the Halloween decorations were up. Uh, This was directed by Jerry Cohen, writers Arthur Silver and Michael Moy. As uh, you know, we're really happy to have our special guest, Aaron Duncan. So, Aaron, uh, the reason, you know, we talk a lot and this seemed like the right show to have you on because you are a huge Married with Children and Simpsons fan. So with everything coming together, obviously Dan Castaneda is doing a guest spot on this show. Uh, It's a big deal for me and you. And I I guess uh, Dan and Jamie, you're not major Simpsons fans, right? Oh, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. What are you talking about? Oh, you are? Okay, cool. <laughs> I used to be, and until I, I'm not sure when it was, I kind of fell off of it. But I still like the show, yeah, but I was a rabid fan for a very long time. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, so, uh, Aaron, uh, real quick, what is your history with first, I guess, Married with Children? You know, it's interesting, because when I was a kid, it was always on TV, just like everyone else. I... I was born in 87, October of 87. So it was one of those deals like I grew up just like everyone else, you know, within my age group and underneath my age group and all around it where it was always on. And I always liked the show Mm -hmm. very much, um, but I didn't really – a lot of it didn't collect. The only thing I think I remembered from a kid was one particular really funny scene when like – I think Al went to a nudie bar, seen some stripper, and then, like, immediately went home and slept with Peggy. And I remember that whole thing <laughs> in my mind. When I, was, I was like, oh, I guess that's how you do it. And so, but um, but that said, 
Um, I always loved the show, but I was a lot of it was over my head. And I remember thinking when I was a kid, like, yeah, Jefferson's really cool. That that guy's cool. And so, you know, obviously, um, I had followed you guys on one of your previous unnamed shows. And um, <laughs> we and, name drop on like every episode. Yeah, we, we mentioned, <laughs> hey, guys, we did a horror podcast before. This is called The Skeleton Crew. The episodes are still around. Listen. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, I um when I found out you guys were doing this, I was like, you know what, that's a good show. I can get into that. It's, you know, what, twenty-two minutes an episode. I loved it when I was a kid. I'll probably like it as an adult. And it's like amazing because watching these things, it's just a whole different concept for me. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I was around just watching this when I was a kid and my dad would watch it and I was just kind of paying attention on the floor. But all of it is so good. Um, that like I become a bigger fan of it now. Like The Simpsons was always a thing for me, you know, talking about that. And then um, like, you know, as I became a teenager more and more, married with children, I always liked it, but it was never a thing to where I binge watched it. So you guys are responsible for me starting to binge watch married with children. And it's been awesome. My girlfriend had never heard of it. And I was like, are you serious? Oh, so wow. Yeah. So we had we've been watching them together and she just she loves it. She's a big peg fan. It's so it's so great on rewatch too, and you know doing it in 2018 because I mean it's so relevant. Even if you look at this episode, it's you know with all the themes in this one, it's so relevant even today. And it's funny to look back in comparison back in what what is it uh, 1990, right? Yeah. Um, and, and to see the differences and the similarities too, it's it's a really cool show to uh, to look back on. And she was heartbroken because she was in love with Steve. So, (laughs) now recently with Married Children, you have blasted through season one through five in what span of time would you say? Oh God, Um, let me think here. Probably within a month and a half, two months. (laughs) Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. I'm pretty warped at this point. Amazing. Well, listen, you are in the zone now, man. Uh, so uh, hopefully our show is a good complement to your viewing experience. And it's great to have you on. Oh, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Yes. Welcome. Right. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> We're doing dance show. Um, well, this is a pretty famous one, but we'll get to those things while it happens. So there's a close up of Kelly Bundy herself. You know, we just got done reviewing Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. It was a Patreon exclusive. People are loving that show. It's getting a lot of positive feedback. And it was one of the funnest to do. Uh, really great time. That show came out perfect to me. And uh, it's we, we gave it the full treatment, the movie clips, everything you could imagine. And JP himself, one of the founders of the Married Children podcast joined us for that one. So it was a really great time. You guys should definitely check it out on our Patreon. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, Katrina. <laughs> now we get this close-up of uh, Kelly Bundy. What would you guys think of that? That was pretty cool to see her so up close and personal. And it ain't ever bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know what was weird, too? I, you know... She's um you've seen her do some good acting in some episodes before this for sure. But for some reason, maybe it was just because we just watched the movie too, but even in that one scene that she had and they they never really broke the shot when she was talking with Al there, I thought she did really well. You know, like it's that whole thing where Kelly plays dumb a lot of the times when we've all talked about this before where she's not. 
And I thought that she played that scene so perfectly uh, this time around. I don't know. Like I said, I might be biased because it's coming off the movie, but maybe, I don't know, maybe she upped her game since... Since the movie, yeah. She wants to get more roles in Hollywood, you know? Yep. And it's a shame that she actually didn't. Like, I would hope that there was at least three movies we could watch her in in this period of her life, but that really right. didn't happen. Um, at least none When that was are... Mafia? Mafia, nineteen ninety eight, right after Mary with Children. Um, so yeah, she's she's known for the sweetest thing, Bad Moms, and Anchorman two. So she was in the she was in the Vacation remake also. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I gotta say something really quick. So there's um there's only a couple movies that I truly cannot stand. Like I legit hate them. And the sweetest thing is one, one of them. <laughs> Literally one of the worst movies. I that and uh, there's another one uh, with Freddie Prince Jr. It, it this yeah I can't stand that movie. It has nothing to do with her. It's just yeah. like collectively as a cast, they're just so annoying. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, don't! It's so atrocious, James. I oh my probably God. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Bundy, you have just been elected president of the United States. What message would you give to the American people? Let's dance. <laughs> oh no, not the president dream again. <laughs> Kel, who let the dog in the White House? <laughs> Now, that's interesting because we almost had our first female president now, like th almost 30 years later. So it's funny that she was even like thinking like that, because why would Kelly have that fantasy? <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. It's almost like her being a quarterback for the Super Bowl or something. <laughs> I don't get Kelly having that fantasy anyway. Was there what was going on at the time or was there a, an election? Well, it was October. Uh, what year was this? 90? 90, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it was like an actual reference to like, uh, parties running. Like, when was Clinton elected? It there all, was it an election goes... in 92, I think. Yeah, 92. I, remember, right. I always remember the 92 because Megadeth did a bunch of videos for it, or a bunch of like, Vote Now videos. So yeah. Oh my god, remember those? Oh wow. Oh wait, and the Simpsons did that Treehouse of Horror with the two, Clinton and, uh... <laughs> uh Bob Dole. The one where they're holding hands? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, do you know a better way to exchange proton strings or something? Protein strings? Did you ever call Dave Mustaine? Did, did, no, I never did. Okay. You know that story? <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, Kelly's having this fantasy, and it's funny. She starts dancing blankly. Bud comes down, and he knows, he knows that it's the president dream again. And it's funny because... This family seems to fantasize about the same things over and over, like Al does his dog daydream over and over, I suppose. I got a date tonight. Now, I need you to smell me. Tell me what you think. Ah, that daring combination of Noxzema and Vaseline. You know, it has that sexy, just-out-of-the-hospital smell. It's open sesame, you idiot. The official cologne of Buster Douglas. 
One shot and you're down for the count. Face it, bud. You're a cootie. So you have two choices. You can either go out with a female version of yourself, a cootessa, or you could try a human girl, in which case you're going to need money. I'm home. Sit down! Heel! I don't have any money, I swear. Jackpot! Kids, wait a minute. Your old dad's starving. Could you please just... Ah, who cares? Now, the kids steal money from Al. Now, did you notice where they took it from? Yeah, his shoe. And I was waiting for a joke to go along with that, but there wasn't one. I'm always wondering how much they take from him at a time because like, you know, I always, every time I watch these episodes, I count the money. I try to count the money that he gives away. And I'm like, how is he doing this on a shoe sales salary? Cause I'm, I'm in the wrong market. I guess with a mortgage and three mouths to feed besides his own and a dog. Well, they don't eat. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, yeah, not food. Three mouths to ignore, you know? <laughs> so the mouth he can't ignore is Peg's when she yawns. It's it's like a coffin opening up because <laughs> Dracula's coming out. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. That's another October reference, like Halloween, you know. So uh, this obviously is not a Halloween episode or anything. And the next episode actually comes out on October 28th. So if they were going to do one, it would have been the next one. And that was not a Halloween episode either. <laughs> there's just two there's two small references to Halloween in this. So Peg says she sleeps 16 hours a day. Didn't we actually learn that once? Didn't she say didn't she say she's on the couch for like 20 hours a day or something learning while she's watching TV? So he's something along those lines. I don't remember. I get my woman to get me some food. I wonder where the monster is. <laughs> There's the coffin opening now. You know, I really feel good. Eight hours at night, eight hours during the day. So, you going to work, coming home, what? I'm never sure. I just go where the car takes me. Al, what are we going to do tonight? Peg, I thought tonight we might do something different. You know the newlywed couple at the end of the block? I peeked in their window. Oh, you're so kinky, baby. Peg, I want to do what they were doing. Well, I'm game. What were they doing? They were eating! How great was that? Now, who's who knew that this was coming up? And he goes, "I want to do what they were doing." Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. I didn't. I, I, I can't believe Peggy didn't pick up on it, but <laughs> but I totally knew what was coming. But I love it when she's like, "Ooh, you're so kinky." <laughs> she goes, "I'm down." Why? What were they doing? Yeah. Eating. <laughs> His delivery on that was classic. Loved oh, it. Oh, 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 oh! They were eating. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, 
That's great. Like, if you don't know this show really well, you must have been dying laughing at that one. No, not even, because I guess you wouldn't know they were starving either, so <laughs> never mind. But, uh, yeah, it still works either way, uh, even if you could, even if it was telegraphed. Feed me, feed me. You don't have any food, that's all right. Take an arm, cook it up, pass the ketchup. Just feed me. You know what would take your mind off of food? Eating? No, silly. Taking me out. Let's go to the movies. I know one we'd both enjoy. It's Shirley MacLaine, Glenn Close, Meryl Streep, and Sally Struthers in Woody Allen's Oh My Head. <laughs> I actually forgot to look up if that's a real movie. Did anybody else do that? It is not. It is not. Okay. Yeah, not a big Woody Allen fan myself. Woody Harrelson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people tell me I should watch, like, Woody Allen movies like, you know, even though he did what he did and he's pretty despicable, like supposedly he made these classic comedies in the 70s and 80s and stuff and they're must-sees, but I tried watching a few of them and I can oh. never get past, like, I don't think I've made it past 15 minutes of any of them. It's like this geeky, neurotic type of vibe. I never got into them. Absolutely not. That's just not my cup of tea. Like, you might as well just watch, like, Larry David. Anything but anything, right. I know. can't watch him either, though. I would if you want. <laughs> if you want a more palatable Woody Allen film, I would recommend Mighty Aphrodite. Okay, that's a very good one, and it's Mira Sorvino, and she's cute as hell. So, hey, I'm sure Woody Allen thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Please feed me. Get the door, honey. No. It must be that pizza I ordered for you. <laughs> so he runs to the door, opens it, and it's Marcy. Hi, Al. Well, it's flat and cheesy, but it's no pizza. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> ah, amazing. Peg, it's for you. It's Frosty the No Man. <laughs> so Al does this Frosty the No Man joke here. And in season seven, there's a Christmas episode where Marcy has a group of kids that would make fun of Al and sing Bundy the No Man. So uh, Marcy's going dancing. That's what she's been doing since she's been single. I guess the bowling alley wasn't working out so well anymore. Uh, picking guys up at yard sales isn't really panning out. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, How could that not work? And with this um, storyline with Marcy being single, they're really uh, going hard with this. It seems like every episode, oh, yeah. right? <clears throat> like she's always getting into some sort of uh, shenanigans, escapade, right? Yeah, dude, I'm loving it though. This is like, no, so do I. Yeah, right. This is gonna be like a great period of Marcy's whole character, like the time when she wasn't with anybody. <clears throat> well, before before rewatching this, I I just assumed. That Jefferson just came came right after Steve. To be honest with you, I had no idea. Dude, yeah. Same thing. Same right? freaking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought he came sooner, actually. But like, I I could have sworn that because you know I didn't I don't memorize like things like episodes in between. Like I said, growing up, I never I never watched this show in order. I never thought of it as a season of a show ever. Right. I just like. 
skipped around and picked an episode or thought of an episode, then looked it up, then grabbed the DVD set and just put that one on or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I never like thought about how long anything took or when someone showed up or anything. So I honestly thought that like Jefferson showed up within like two or three episodes of season five. Right. Right. I want I want to ask you guys, uh, because I want to, you know, when I was watching it, I really, really, really related to Al do you guys ever look out the window like that when, like, you order a pizza and wait for it? Because I really do. <laughs> I have. I probably will tonight. So. I, no, I've never met somebody in my entire life that, that loves pizza more than Aaron does. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> he can't wait till we do that Ninja Turtle 1990 movie review. Huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. I'll send you some Jets. Oh, I love Jets. I love Hungry Howie's, too. So we, we're getting – it's a whole different podcast. <laughs> now, Aaron, do you, like, uh, do that foot shuffle while you're staring out the window, too? That was so cute. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know, I think – I mean, I'm like a dog. I'm like a dog when I, like, will look out the window waiting for the, the pizza guy. And then, like, I can hear, like, the most random thing in the world. I'm like, I think that's his door. And I'll run. And I'll run. <laughs> Oh, like the car door, yeah. I think it's the car door, and then it's nothing, and I, I'm disappointed. <laughs> For any uh, Al Bundy uh, purist, um, if you ever want to have an Al Bundy-type pizza, you have to order extra cheese. I have not done that in a long time. Oh, man, I always get extra cheese. Oh, same here. Yeah. Always. Yep, really? extra cheese and pepperoni. How do, you, how do you not do extra cheese, Alex? Do you not I like know, it? right? I don't know. Why do you hate life? <laughs> <laughs> I used to have extra cheese. I guess if I want to honor Al Bundy one night, I'll do it. But yeah. What do you got going? I'm going dancing. Hey, since neither of us has a man, why don't you join me? <laughs> Gee, I don't know. You know, Peg, the good thing about it, if he's more than 20 minutes late, we get it for free. <laughs> you say al would you mind if i went dancing with marcy peg i don't care if you marry her or move in with her <laughs> hey did you remember to order extra cheese you know peg i love extra cheese yes i know you do honey <laughs> it's coming it's coming Now, what do you guys think of the set? I, I don't know what to call it. A club? Oh, it's not a ballroom? Like, what is that? That It's it, one of those places that pop up all the... And I was actually going to ask you guys this. I see these all the time on TV, like in TV shows, where they go to places that look kind of like the lounge area of something. I don't like know. a casino, or, maybe? It reminded, but, me, it reminded me of the attic from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Ah. Oh, nice. Wow. But all the time on TV, they people go dancing at places where that's all they do. And I have never, and not like a club, you know, yeah, but what like, is it? I have never, ever, ever seen a place where you just go and dance. <laughs> I don't like know. That. I mean. Uh, yeah. So it's great, though. I, I love this place. It's a nice new set. Looks good. Good atmosphere. Good lighting. Uh, works really well for the episode. Peg decides with that hair she has to still wear a complete red dress. 
did, did that clash? Jamie, you're into fashion. Did that clash or did that look good? I am. <laughs> I don't know. You're a chick. Did you just make an assumption because I'm a he woman? Totally just did. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm into fashion as long as it has to do with like Jason t shirts and <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> um honestly, I probably wouldn't have worn a red dress. Oh, because I, I was I've been every hair color, as you know. Right. Yeah, we have to keep changing our banner, we know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you blonde this week? Hey, uh, Josh. (laughs) When I was a redhead, I never wore red. I would wear blue and green a lot. And um, because green tends to look good with. Oh, thank God I put green on your banner picture. Good. Right? Yeah, I know. So when you were red, you didn't wear red, basically. (laughs) Right. Right. It was an odd choice, but I guess it worked out for a joke later on when she says, I never saw a guy so dry. And he says, I never saw a lady so red. What was the chick in the cartoon with the rabbit? I, I can't believe my mind's going so Oh, blind. Jessica Rabbit. Um, Wasn't she red for a red dress? Roger Rabbit. She wore like um, a purplish, was purple, purple sparkle dress when she had red hair. Okay, maybe I just remember all red. So. I was thinking it was red too, is it not? I, I don't I know. I thought you were talking about Unhappily Ever After. That red. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boys. Incoming. <laughs> Marcy has a moment you never would expect. I mean, especially the way Al uh, kind of paints her picture. Uh, she drops this. and she, I love how they, in this show they always do the trench coat thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. How many times has Marcy walked to the, or the, opened the front door and Marcy's standing there in a trench coat? <laughs> Usually it's to get uh, Steve to shave his beard or something when she drops it and she's wearing, like, lingerie. This time, she drops it, and she's just wearing, like, a nice, black, tight little dress. Uh, and guys, three guys run up to her and take her right off. They seem to know her name and everything, too. So I think they know they're getting <laughs> – something's happening at the end of the night. Uh, now, do you guys think Marcy looked hot for – I think Marcy has her moments. Uh, it's weird because, like her, – Her hair kills 90% of the chances? Her, Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was a couple episodes in season two where her hair was, like – not as short looking i guess would be the way to say it and she looked pretty cute and good and stuff like that then other times i'm like i'll see the start of a new season i'm like why did you do that to your damn head (laughs) (laughs) and i love how al makes fun of her hair because it's really it's it's amanda burse's hair you know it's not like she changes it when she gets off the show so he, he he still attacks her hair i love it well, it's like in Fright Night when uh-huh. she has long hair in Fright Night. She's so hot. Oh, I, when, totally. when she's va- like when after he vamps her up, but not be- pre-monster. <laughs> like, vamps her up. You know, when she's before she, no, well, before she turns into the monster vampire, when she's just like a hot vampire, but she has long hair. Like, I'm like, wow, why didn't you do that all the time? Yep. Yeah. In that movie, she looks like the chick from Scooby-Doo, like before she gets the long hair, though. Velma? Velma, yeah. Yeah. Here, I actually thought she looked pretty cute in that low-cut dress. I mean, because it was very, very low-cut. I was like, whoa, wow. Um, I thought she looked pretty cute. The reason she has that hair, guys, oddly enough, is because she is gay in real life, Amanda Burr. So, although she's, she's like feminine, she has the short hair. So, I guess that's just like a thing in the in the lesbian community or whatever. Like, normally they have... 
they have short hair unless they're like the girly girl lesbians. But those are mostly just in porno. They don't really exist, right? I mean, have you ever seen two like tens go out with each other if they're lesbians? It's usually one ten and then like a three. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, it's always something wrong. It's never like it is in porn. It just isn't. That was the most accurate statement I've ever heard. One's a ten, one's a three. Ten and a three. Uh-huh. Now, Peg doesn't do so bad herself. A guy walks right up to her and immediately asks her to dance. His name is Andy, and he is played by Sam McMurray. Now, I love this guy. Yeah. I think Jamie and I love him for the same dumb reason. He's he's barely in this thing, but he's just a part of our life for like 20 years or whatever. But uh, he was in the movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was Bill. He's been in a ton of stuff. But the, yeah, Christmas Vacation, I always loved him in, even though it was a very small part. It was one that always... I don't know why. I always remembered it. Like, it always stuck. And then... Um, my absolute favorite role of his, though, is um, Raising Arizona. I love him in that movie. Have you guys watched Freaks and Geeks? Yes. Yes. Yep. Oh, he broke my heart in that. Yeah. Like, he, was, he, was, he was the kid's dad that like yep. was running around on his mom, and it killed me. But I liked him so much on that show, too, because he was like the cool dad and then did what he did. Yeah. <laughs> right. And out of all the guest stars, though, on Married with Children, I think he's probably got the longest IMDb. I literally, like, I got calluses on my fingers um, more than normal. But I got calluses on my fingers just going through the IMDb thing. But um, he's done a lot. He was on The Sopranos um, uh, a lot. But automatically, I don't know if there's any Breaking Bad fans, but he was the doctor on Breaking Bad. Yeah, I remember that. That that's where I saw automatically. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then, sure enough, I scrolled, and there it was, Breaking Bad. And uh, it was in the earlier seasons, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, he has 186 acting credits. This guy's the real deal in acting. He was in. He's known for Drop Dead Gorgeous. He's known for Raising Arizona. He's known for L.A. Story with Steve Martin, and he's known for Adam's Family Values. Uh, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I've I've completely forgot he was in that. Yep. He's in a couple different iterations of The Addams Family, actually. Yep, and he's still working today, guys. He, uh, 2018, right now, he's in a show called The Fosters. Yeah, he was in the, uh, oh, God, he's in a, yeah. He's just just got that one of those faces where you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. He's in everything. And you love when you see him, you know? He's he's just awesome. Yeah, he's always been a, he's always been a favorite. He's got a great head of hair. He does. So do you, Aaron. So do you. Yeah, look who's talking. (laughs) Fabio. It sure as hell ain't me. Yeah. He was in Devious Maids. There's a ton of hot chicks on that show. You gotta watch it. He was also on on a couple of episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, that's right. He was. Uh, And uh, two amazing episodes. Oh, no. Homer's Odyssey is not amazing, but Homer's Night Out is the one where I think Bart takes the picture of Homer dancing with the the belly dancer. Uh Class. And that's weird. A belly, a dance dancer. Oh, there you go. Yep. That's a weird small connection he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he was he's a crossover Simpsons and Married with Children. So that's that's great. And actually, this guy and Dan Castellaneta were both 
guest stars on the Tracy Ullman show. Did you happen to see the the Simpsons portion of Dan's IMDb page? Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, I would not want to be responsible for updating that. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And I have some other, like, uh, little facts, too, that is uh, amazing about Dan Castanelletta. I feel like I'm going to say his name wrong. Dan Castanelletta, right? Sounds like, good to me, bro. Just call him Homer. <laughs> right? So why wouldn't you just say, like, for The Simpsons, why wouldn't you just say Homer Simpson all the episodes? Like, why would you list every individual episode? Right. Oh, look at the desperation. It's just everywhere. Can people really be so hard up for human contact? Want to dance? You bet. Funny, and I love when he goes, you know, for a minute I thought you were just being playful, but I do believe you have my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Now, right there, Aaron, would you continue dancing with a chick who you were dancing with for 45 seconds and she already had your wallet? Oh, man, I guess it depends on if she's a three or a ten. But, um, <laughs> uh, but no. No, right. Like, this guy handles that pretty well. <laughs> she didn't even, like, try to, like, say anything like, oh, yeah, I was just, I, it seemed like you were about, it was about to fall out of your pants and I grabbed it. Yeah, she says it's a force of habit. Yeah, so, like, I don't know what he was, but, you know, he's. So, where are we going? Anywhere you want, babe Now I told you When you're with me The world is your oyster We real quick see Bud with a hot slut Dude (laughs) Yep Was this girl not a turn on or what Just because she was such a tramp For some reason, I liked it Yeah (laughs) What do you mean for some reason? (laughs) <laughs> for some I odd reason kinda, I didn't think she was hot I thought she looked kind of sloppy yeah but in a in a good way because <laughs> no you know what I think it is I think it was a good way because I felt Bud had a chance with her for some reason right oh right yeah, it, you're... yeah no that's the that's the vibe I got Alex for sure I was like yeah they fit they fit perfectly well when you see Bud walk away with her and she like smiles or something like that after like he gets the 20 bucks it's like, oh wow, she's gonna go for it. like, like man. If I was around back then, I probably had twenty bucks. Like, that's, that's, like it's relatable. Yeah, now you just need a Trixie. I'm not getting on a bus. I don't want to get fed. No problem. Dad, I need twenty bucks fast. Look what I got waiting for me. She's a tramp. <laughs> I love that cologne. Yeah, right. I love how proud of him Al was, too. Oh, that was the best, dude. What a great dad, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, except for when he let Kelly go out and didn't care and broke her heart. Oh, don't bring that up. Yeah, but I think it was definitely, (laughs) he's like, he's like, that's my boy. Boys will be boys kind of thing. And like, yeah, he's just like, eh, yeah, about Kelly. This girl's name is Dorit Sawyer. She was... You're not going to know any of this, but I'll just say it. What? Well, her parents... Her name's what now? Dorit. D-O-R-I-T. 
She should put an O at the end of it. <laughs> Dorit, guys, explore it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't take you long to explore her IMDb. She has nine <laughs> credits. <laughs> nice. Uh, she was. She is known for 15 minutes, Mirror, Mirror, Across the Tracks, and Ragin' Cajun. I'm looking at her IMDb, too, and in the known for section, it uh, she's got so little... That it has across the tracks twice. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, mine has it twice. Oh, it must be. Oh, that must be the way the phone sees it. That's funny. And she was in. Let's not forget Marky Mark and the Funky Bunches Sega video game. Oh wow! Okay. Oh really? Oh my! My buddy's dad is the drummer for Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. The Funky Bunch. Wow! Did your buddy's dad like brag about that at school and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I know. How do you know that? Because oh, it's funny. Can you say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, real quick, this girl, Dorit, Dorit, Dorito, whatever, Sawyer, <laughs> uh, she was she comes back to Married with Children in 1991 during All Night Security, dude, as Trixie again. So Bud likes sloppy seconds of his own. Well, by the time he got her back, it's like probably a whole new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like right. Throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Oh, my God. Yeah, now he could actually last longer than his father. Dude, the line that she says, it references the first thing where um, Kelly's like, you smell like something, something Vaseline. And yeah. he's like, and he, and he was like, because he asked her what, he thought, what she thought of the cologne. The trampy chick, Dorito, said that she loved <laughs> his cologne. Right. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god, this is... So when Bud mentioned that whole thing about how he smells and the clone and everything, he mentions Buster Douglas. Definitely nobody will know his name if they weren't there at the time. Uh, He was a heavyweight boxer, and he's best known for knocking out Mike Tyson. He was like the first guy to ever do this. On February 11th, 1990, he was like the greatest thing in boxing... And that's the famous match where Tyson was, like, partying. And I think it was, like, Vegas or something like that. He was high on coke or whatever he was doing. He had a tiger. (laughs) Yeah. He was so messed up, he just wasn't prepared for this fight. Supposedly, he didn't train properly. And he lost to this guy, Buster Douglas. And this guy got super famous. There was, like, a Buster Douglas Sega Genesis game instantly and everything. Yeah. Remember that? Do you remember how scary Mike Tyson was back then, though? Oh, my God. Dredrick Tatum. Tatum. Even he said, uh, like, in a recent interview, I think in the past year or two, (laughs) they showed him footage of him playing with his tiger. He was like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? He was like, that thing could have easily just killed me right there. (laughs) I remember this kid was really gullible at school, and after Star Wars Episode Three came out, I was telling him that George Lucas was already redoing it and replacing Darth Vader's voice with Mike Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he went and told everybody that. Yeah, I'm sure this same kid, I had told him um, that Brett Michaels was the singer of Metallica. And then he (laughs) went and talked to some people and was like, and I was like, man, and this was like around when St. Anger came out. He's like, man, Brett Michaels vocals sound really weird on the new Metallica album, don't they? And they were like, (laughs) like, what are you talking about, man? (laughs) I think I might be the only person in history that will actually defend that album. I love St. Anger. (laughs) Crickets, I know. (laughs) No, it's all good. Uh, So uh, Douglas would eventually lose the heavyweight champion title to Evander Holyfield on October 25th, 1990. 
So this episode came out four days after he lost his title. Oh, wow. So that's pretty funny. So that's it was a timely cool. reference. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing that happened, you know, in sort of public, in the newspapers or whatever. And then they make that joke. That's crazy. You know what's crazy is we were when I was you know talking about the timely reference things when I so I watched this episode you know a couple weeks ago and then when I found out we were doing this I was on my way back driving um, actually driving all the way back from California and I think I was in either Texas or Oklahoma earlier today and so I was driving and put the episode on and just had it playing through the stereo and the air went out and so my back was like completely sweating and so me and my girlfriend were kind of re-listening to the, i was watching the episode re-listen to it sort of taking notes don't do that everybody but um <laughs> the part where she says you're so dry me and my girlfriend both looked at each other because we were like that's pretty funny that she says that because like there's so much back sweat and this and that like i was like so that must be like how al al is all the time you must just <laughs> right? have kind of back sweat feeling so i i understood what she meant when she said that because i was literally in that situation <laughs> listen dude al sweated elvis don't forget that <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god so yeah all great stuff kelly comes downstairs in this little more than a bra and mini skirt oh my god <laughs> 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 we just always have to mention these things, guys. That that can never not go appreciated. Right. It really, really can't. Otherwise, we're not no man. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, good. Hi, honey. I ordered you a pizza. Ah, no, I'm not falling for that one. I was at that window so long, the neighborhood kids thought I was a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> now, feed me or feed me to something. I just want to be part of the food chain. <laughs> Would you just forget about food? Come dancing with me. It'll be fun. You can hold me like you used to. Oh, come on, Peg. That was after a six-pack and a dare. <laughs> well, all right. I'll go dancing by myself. But I'm warning you, it's getting harder and harder to fend off the men. Oh, Peg, I trust you, but if you do meet another man, you must promise me this. Don't feed him, because that would really hurt. <laughs> you stink. Wash my socks. let mom go dancing all the time well pumpkin that's just something that married people do every now and then so they don't have to see each other well every time that mom goes out she asks if it's okay with you it's because she wants you to say don't go stay here with me i love you see sometimes people just test you to see whether or not you care anyhow um i'm going out i've got a date with three bikers what if i just got out of prison I probably won't be home till about three or four in the morning. Have a nice time, honey. <laughs> Gee, I hope that wasn't a desperate cry for help. When she walked out, like when she was walking out the door, she had her head hung down. She was, you know, it made her sad. So yeah. made me sad. I wanted to give her a hug. I really did. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems weird though, because I mean that's pretty much what happened in you know Rock and Roll Girl. 
And he's like, I'm coming. And, you know, that I'm was coming, just, pumpkin. That was just on TV. And um, yeah. especially after two, that episode where, um, you know, Peggy left and, and so did um, so did Bud. And it was just him and Kelly. And they really, I feel like, bonded. I don't know. It just seemed uh, a little inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. I get the joke, though. I get it. It's it's a little depressing, though, to really see her sad like that. Like, I guess it's funny, but it's like, I don't know, kind of weird. <laughs> dark humor. Yeah, dark humor. Very, very dark. So, it happens. Homer Simpson himself makes an appearance on Married with Children. You well, Bundy? Yes, hold the applause. <laughs> what do you want? I just think you ought to know. That your wife has been seeing my husband. Let me get this straight. Pardon the expression. You say that your husband is running around with my wife. Yes. Your husband? Yes. You know you're a guy, right? Yes. Well, then we got three guys that won't touch my wife. What's the problem? It's Andy. I'm afraid that he's slipping away from me. You see, before me, he had a woman. But before my wife, I had a woman, too. You don't understand. This is serious. (laughs) That was good, too. It was just so funny. So what do you guys think of Dan Casanoletta, like... Since you know he's Homer and stuff, you normally don't see his real face or anything or any of his acting in real life, and his voice did not sound like Homer at all. You, you, you well, know what? There well, is a part where I was I was kind of listening for Homer at parts, and mind you, parts of it closing my eyes, and there's a part where he says, oh, or something like that, yeah. and I, I could hear the dough in it. I could hear the just a, a fraction of Homer there. And right. it really, and I was like, okay, I feel it now. Like it took me a little bit, but you can hear it when he says "oh" at some point, and I think he's talking like "oh, I love my husband" or something. I forget what oh. the line, is. but he says "oh," and it sounds like you can hear the "dough" part of that. Dough. Yep. Dough. He sounds. He sounds like. Um. He sounds like early Homer Simpson. Yeah, like season four Homer. Yeah. Because season one, Homer, he definitely didn't sound like that. Because that was when he was playing, like, the stir. And it's funny, like, you know, like, the stir, like, come come here, boy. Yeah, sounds sound just like him. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> sounds just like season one, Homer. Let's go out for some chocolate frosty milkshakes. Oh, Homer, the doctor told you you got to watch your weight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it go up. Oh, my God. That was the Tracy Ullman version. <laughs> when they were all shaky? Yes. I feel like there's some there needs to be some reference to the because it's so similar and I guess now it wouldn't have been around the same time but I think in like season eight or nine of The Simpsons, oh a, episode of The Simpsons where Bart where he thinks Bart might be gay and he takes him to the steel mill. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely going to get into that. It's called Homer's phobia. Yeah. Now yeah. that is a terrible portrayal. Oh, uh, totally. Even I was, like, face-palming that whole episode. I was like, why are they making Homer look so bad? Oh, totally. It is horrendous. I cannot even watch that episode. 
the the steel mill part i remember seeing it when i was a kid and everything's funnier you know back when you're like nine or ten i remember being a kid and thinking that was the craziest funniest thing but like yeah the way the way homer acts about it is so ridiculous oh it's so over the top and yes i mean for a cartoon al versus homer when it comes to handling and i I was definitely going to get into what do you guys think of how al handled the whole gay thing because it's not a part of his normal life and man he kills homer and how he handles it oh totally way better they learn nothing from this episode even though he was on it yeah it's it's clear that al just doesn't care you know what i'm saying he really like you know like it just doesn't matter to him like he doesn't see it as a as a, any problem at all oh it's bizarre his reaction is bizarre too but for whole no- we'll get into that <laughs> yeah but for a whole nother reason so <laughs> he's been leaving the house every tuesday and thursday i trail him in the station wagon they dance all night they giggle she dips him she lifts him she tosses him around the room like godzilla with a railroad car <laughs> So uh, Jerry Herring would like the Godzilla reference that was in this episode. Yeah, right? I was thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like obsessed with Godzilla. God, what did I do to deserve this? Uh, easy, big fella. Easy there. I'm sure we can figure out what happened. Maybe your guy isn't getting what he needs at home. <laughs> oh, no, our sex is great. I don't want to hear about that. Do you cook for him? Every day. My mother always said, a happy man is a well-fed man, and I do feed my man, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, We'd like to know what you make for him. Well, tonight, for example, I made him a nice, juicy steak. What else? Uh, nice baked potato. You made it yourself? It's, it's not the kind where he has to go to the door and wait and the potato never comes. Uh, no. But that's terrible when that happens. Well, maybe he's just tired of you sitting at home while he's out working. No, I work. I'm an office manager, 40000 a year. That bastard! I, I think my favorite line is when he's like, He's seeing your wife. And then Al's like, let the punishment fit the crime. (laughs) (laughs) Guys like that deserve what they get. He's getting your wife. Let the punishment fit the crime. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's my fault. Andy's a man about town, whereas I just like to stay home and watch a ball game. Homer seems like the chick of the relationship because, like, he's the one that does, like, the cooking and taking care of this guy and, like, all these weird things. But he he doesn't come off like the feminine gay guy. Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, I guess between the dancer and the guy that cooks steak, I guess the dancer would be more feminine. Right. <laughs> right. Think, right. But then, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know. They, they both have the, the, the fates of, or the, the traits of femin, feminism, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, so. Did you guys learn everything you know about gay people from Three's Company or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That and The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nightmare 2. That's where I'm. All right, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, Jamie, uh, 
Homer here makes $40,000. He's an office manager. How much is that today? $74,000 and change. Oh, wow. Look at you. Like, yeah, I looked that up when I was watching the episode. <laughs> so, guys, $74,000. Plus whatever Andy makes, too. Right. Actually, you know what? That's 1991 money because I just remembered I had plugged in 1991. So... Because at 90, remember, it was being roughly like twice as much. Twice. Yeah, but then that all changed on the Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead review, remember? Yeah, Somehow that's right. It got skewed. Something happened. But, yeah. um, Petty yeah, cash. so. Petty cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's somewhere between 74 and 80 grand. It will. This got me curious, guys. This is just like we're going off track, but not really. It's all about everybody in this episode. Um, so I was I was thinking about money and all these big names that are in the show and everything. So uh, I wanted to see everyone's net worth today. And I definitely wanted to see because Homer and Al are my two favorite TV dads of all time. And no one even comes close. Like they are top and the next one is rungs down. What about the dad from Seventh Heaven? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Woo! <laughs> I used to love him. Oh, it, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it on. Sorry. Now, now, don't look it up. Who do you think is worth more money, Homer Simpson or Al Bundy? You mean the actors? Yeah. I have Homer to go. Simpson. Oh. You think Homer? I think Homer. Yeah. Well, you think Homer. Homer Simpson, the real guy, Dan Castaneda, today is worth $60 million. Huh. Today, Ed O'Neill is worth $65 million. Oh, okay. What? Wow. Oh. That's because of his new shows, though, I'm sure, too. I th- oh, you know what? I totally forgot. Right. I, I always forget that he's that he's doing um, uh, Modern Family. And you know, you know what's crazy about that, too? Modern Family has been going on a long time now. I can't wait till it ends and he has to do the Mary with Children reboot. That's, yeah. I guess, I, I mean, I figured he had a lot of success with Modern Family. I was still taking that into account, but I thought that uh, Dan Castlevania or whatever his name <laughs> is, um, I thought that, I thought that he, like, because of all the voice acting he does, because doesn't he do stuff for like Disney and all those other cartoons? Like, I mean, he's stacked and then he had this, yeah. he's, you know, done the Simpsons movie, which was probably a success. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's not like, I mean, they're five million dollars apart, so yeah, it's really nothing. Once you get past thirty million, it's all you're not ever going to use any of the rest of it. <laughs> so it's it's all whatever. But like, mm-hmm. uh, Dan has two hundred and twenty two acting credits. And real quick, the other guy who does most of the voices on The Simpsons is a guy named Harry Shearer. He does oh, like yeah. Mister Mister Burns and a ton of other ones. Um, he is actually worth fifteen million more dollars than Dan. How is that possible? Spinal Tap. Oh, oh, that's what am I? Of course, yep. Yep, he was in. He was in Spinal. He was the bassist, and I think he was one of the writers too. And um, they do a bunch of those movies. Um, him and two other guys, but that guy's hysterical. But this one goes up to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Dan is not really famous for anything really besides The Simpsons it, on IMDb. The only thing other that he's famous for is Space Jam with Michael Jordan. <laughs> And he was a male fan. Oh, okay. He's also a male fan in this episode, too. <laughs> oh! That 
That was pretty good, Dan. Pretty amazing, Dan. That's why. Now, real quick side note, Dan Castlevania comes back to Married with Children in 1992 for Death of a Shoe Salesman. He's a funeral director, and he has an awesome Ninja Turtles joke that that Dan is going to love. Nice. Yeah, it's the Simpsons and Ninja Turtles coming together. And I'm going to hear a lot of Dan uh, in the next two weeks from now, I guess, because the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors will be rolling on my TV all of October. Can I make a – yeah, I got a little confession. I already started. (laughs) Wow, nice, dude. I I couldn't help it. Yeah. Well, you know why, too? I'm trying to – maybe I can hit you up for suggestions, too, but I'm trying to find, like – the really Halloween-themed ones, because those are my favorite. Oh, I could hook you up with those. I've, I've watched The Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, every single one that existed every year since 1991. <laughs> Why didn't I just hit you up before instead of going through all of them trying to, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So it uh, turns out that Pete likes sports. Pete is Homer Simpson, by the way. Let's try to all get that in our heads. He likes sports. Al's eyes light up. You know, he makes money. He cooks. He likes sports. Blah, blah, blah. Wait a second. You you work, you cook, and you like sports? Yeah. Except for soccer. I mean, that's not really a man's game. (laughs) I love you. It's cute. Al's pretty funny, like, even though he's gay and Al's totally, like, amazed by this, he still is able to, like, say stuff like that, because I guess food comes before anything else, really. You know, I just don't understand it. I mean, I know that Andy's crazy about me, and yet he hasn't made a move on me. He's been a total gentleman. What's wrong with him? Well, who cares? You gotta see this guy's tattoo. It's a ship. You should see a sub. I was going to say, Marcy's second outfit. Now, I'm not into that one. Her golden freaking looking dress. Yeah, that didn't look good at all. So she went off with three guys the one night. She's with a sailor this night. So uh, Andy puts his wallet in his sock before he he approaches Peg when he sees her the second time. Um, Now... I can't believe that him being a Judy Garland fan wasn't a dead giveaway that he was gay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right? I, can't hear that I mean, it was for the audience. Well, not a giveaway because we already knew, but it was a joke for the audience and clearly one that went right over her head because <laughs> not a clue. His mother and Judy Garland are the two most beautiful women in the world. <laughs> That's pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> Because Al even made a Judy Garland joke uh, during the Jim Jupiter episode. She says, uh, somebody asked something, and then he goes, do you know what what, what, what we're going to do next? And he goes, dash off to a Judy Garland concert. That's, for some reason, she has a really big gay following, the same way Lady Gaga does today. It just happens with some singers. Like, for some reason, uh, they get the big gay following. Like Cher? Yeah, I think she has that too. So, uh, do you find me beautiful? I think you are the most beautiful woman I've ever known. Except for my mother and, of course, Judy Garland. (laughs) Oh, Andy, you're embarrassing me. (laughs) Um, 
I've got something to tell you. I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) The best line is when he goes, I want to be honest with you because you've always been honest with me, Lola. (laughs) (laughs) Did she tell him she was a showgirl or that she liked to drink cherry cola? Oh, I see. (laughs) But then he'd be into her. Because uh, Jamie was referencing the song Lola, and the the whole thing with Lola is that if you interpret the lyrics, are supposed to be interpreted that Lola was actually a guy. Right. Yep. So I see what Jamie was saying there, sort of. But then I was saying that Andy would have been more into her if she had been a guy. Too. <laughs> that's that's right. How strange right? is that? I wonder if that's why they did that. That has to be. Right. I mean, Without that her. is a pretty random name. Right? Yeah, you're just I mean, names out of a hat. What What are the lyrics of that song? Like, I'm not dumb, but it's something, something. Homer Simpson, I'm sorry, Dan Castlevania, Pete. Uh, Pete <laughs> talks about how she was picking him up in the air and all that stuff and swinging him around. And I don't know the lyrics to Lola, but I think there is some sort of something. Like that. Yeah. Well, so. I'll, I'll play a clip then. We'll see. We'll yeah, we'll see it. what it is. Let's see. Yeah. Peg eventually admits that she's married, and Andy admits that he is married. <laughs> Which, I'm not even sure what reality this is set in. Same-sex marriages were not legal until June 26, 2015, but you know how there was other stuff going on in certain states, and other states wouldn't recognize it. So, So the way it works in Illinois is... Uh, it took effect, same-sex marriage, on June 1st, 2014. So if these guys are from Chicago, Illinois, they still couldn't have been married till 2014. So I'm not really sure where or what he means by husband or married or anything like that. I don't know what the civil union thing was like back then, but technically they were not married. I'm married. I have a confession to make, too. I'm also married. You pig! You've got a lot of nerve leading me on. I didn't mean to. I just I just wanted to have a good time and, you know, get out of the house. Besides, just because you're married doesn't mean you're dead. Doesn't mean you're alive, either. <laughs> then Andy's motorboating peg on the way back. To the I, love when, I love when he tells her 
that he's married, she calls him a pig. <laughs> like, <snaps. laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Pete cooks for Al. A nice steak, man. Look good. Um, but then he has a cake that he serves him into in a dog bowl. Hmm. But it has Buck on one side and Al on the other side. Oh, I like to see a man enjoying his food. Mm. Want some cake? Mm. Hey, it's warm. Yeah, I just baked it. I'm sorry about using a dog dish, but you have no plates. Well, that's okay. Now, we know that's not true. We've seen them with plates before. Right. There was even a time, one of the greatest jokes on Married with Children is Peg left a note, and it, I guess it's read out loud in Peg's voice, and you hear her go, uh, me and the kids are out or whatever, I left a plate warming in the oven for you. So Al goes over to the oven and takes it out, and he's and it's just a plate that's hot, and he's like burning his hands on it, and he like drops <laughs> it on the floor. I'll bet Kelly's little brother shot them all. In the episode uh-huh. between the last one and this one. I'll do the dishes. Dishes are done, man. Cleans them down to the shot. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, forget about the reference I made. <laughs> We just found out that's where the plates are. They they were shot, and the dishes are done, man. Wow. Wow, amazing. Very good. What are you sitting all the way over there for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Al, you gotta help me. I want my husband back. Isn't there any way you can talk to him? Ma. I don't know, Pete. What about us? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing that Al's willing to say this stuff. He really does not care. Everything's out the window because he's eating. <laughs> right. Isn't that exactly. amazing? Yep. His sexuality comes second. <laughs> Imagine that. It comes after food. Hey, that's how hungry he is. <laughs> he's right? so hungry, he's going to like have a relationship with a gay guy. The, the hot dogs are sounding better and better for him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't believe the logic here. Al's train of thought. It's just, it's fascinating. Won't that interfere with our quality time? No, 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 Al. I'll make time. I'll make time for you. We'll go to a ball game. Make us a picnic basket with crispy fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> your very own bowl my own dog bowl with just my name on it well, it sounds too good to be true you're not just saying it are you Pete I'm not a food tease Al I'll fry for you if you can get my man back I'll do it to you Al <laughs> to us now, uh, Marcy is with two guys at one time now. She's literally laying across both of their laps. She's been with what, four, five, six guys already in this one episode. <laughs> yeah, right? She's getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> this single life is turning her into something, like, cute. Would you ever think that the girl from season one would be doing this stuff? Oh, no. no, she would bury her head in Steve's shoulder or whatever. Wow, no. you're right, dude. 
But I also think that um, it's very kind of um, true to real life in that sense because I've seen people just go crazy after they've been in a relationship for so long that they would kind of act differently, like, you know, just kind of act out in a way, whether it be, you know, against the other person to try and make them jealous or just like, ah, I'm free now and I'm just going to, you know... (laughs) <laughs> go go to the club on a Wednesday night or whatever this is, you know. But um, yeah, that's I don't know. I always thought that that Marcy doing that was um, while over the top, like a lot of things are in Married with Children, and exaggerated. <laughs> right. Still true. Still true to real life. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because I do think that's actually pretty grounded. Sometimes when right. chicks go through like a divorce like that, especially one where they were so connected to their significant other, like I remember very vividly that happened to like a girl lady I knew probably seven or eight years ago where it was like every weekend you could see her at every bar, like different guys, like all the time. I mean, then like, you know, and it'd be a situation where she'd be making out with two or three different ones. I remember I had some buddies. Really? Yeah. I had some buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Like some same one. So yeah, I mean, that's, is she still at that bar? Do you know where it is? (laughs) (laughs) you know that sign that says girls 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 i know where it is (laughs) hey guys want to represent the marriage children podcast go to tpublic.com t-e-e-p-u-b-l-i-c.com just go to the search bar and type in married with children podcast they have everything you need to rep your favorite podcast tank tops long sleeve shirts baseball t-shirts Crewnecks, hoodies, they even have these in kid sizes. Phone cases for all different styles and sizes. Laptop case, stickers, wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, tote bags, travel mugs, you name it. They got it all, guys. And for great prices, go to tpublic.com for all your Married with Children podcast representational needs. This is Annabelle from the Married with Children podcast research team and the Married with Children unofficial Facebook page. Your source for rare pictures, news and behind the scenes information. I'm a big fan of this episode, Dance Show. I love it anytime Alan Pegg are on screen together because I love everything they do. Well, so to speak. And a special shout out to the hosts and especially Alex who works tirelessly to get the show on the air week to week. And a very, very special little shout-out to my little buddy, Christine. G'day! A shoe salesman? Come on, nobody's a shoe salesman. (laughs) Well, he thought he'd start at the bottom and stay there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, it's Al. I'm out of here. No, you're not. Hold me tight. Maybe he'll get jealous and finally show me some attention. No, he's awfully big. Yes, and he's tough, too. But don't worry, I won't let him hurt you. How dare you? <laughs> oh, Al, I'm so glad you're here. The things he wanted me to do. Kick a hole in him, honey. <laughs> well, and another thing, too, that I've noticed in this episode is something that we've said all along with both Al and um, Peg where she's talking to Marcy and she was just like, I wasn't going to do anything. 
And and that was big because even with um, what's his name? Oh God, uh, Sven. What was his name in the last episode? Yeah, you're right, Sven. Sven Hungstrom. Sven, yeah, and and that's the thing too. It's like clearly, like you know, that's the that's one of the main focuses of the episode when Peg's talking to Al at the end, where she's just like, you know, like see, like you know, other guys do want me and stuff like that. I feel like that was kind of her thing all along. She was never gonna do anything. She just kind of liked the idea of of um. Well, probably several reasons. She probably liked the attention because Al doesn't give her attention. <laughs> and second of all, to make Al realize what he's missing. Oh, I was going to say, I, I I thought it was um, just completely brilliant, though. When, um, you know, when Marcy and Peggy are kind of having their one-on-one when Al grabs them uh, and is like, well, we got to go talk or whatever. Is your name Andy? Yes, sir. Get over there. Oh, Marcy. <laughs> Al's going to kick the hell out of Andy. He does care. Look, I don't care what you're doing with my wife. <laughs> that was the best. It was, it was like the setup was so good. And like, oh, that delivery. I mean, that was one of those things where I laughed out loud. <laughs> like, this is just chock full of that type of stuff. But I was going to say, it's, it's almost like when Al doesn't care that Peg's going dancing and, you know, Kelly said she wanted you to show you care and then him saying, I don't care what you do with my wife and, like, he literally has zero interest in this. It almost makes it seem like Al was not joking when Sven, when he thought Sven was going to (laughs) replace Al's home life and he goes, oh, watch out for that morning kiss, buddy. Right. (laughs) It's almost like Al really was okay with it. Yeah. Well, and it's weird because I think Al from a season ago would have. Totally. But it's like this season he he's just he he's done. Well, it's weird. He, at the beginning of the episode when he's like I'm home. Like he seems like a broken man that does not care <laughs> unless it's unless right. there's a pizza coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say, too. You you think that he just reached a certain point, like there's just reached a certain dollar amount where she's just stolen from him so many times and she's just so beaten down that he's just like, whatever. He's so downtrodden, yeah. Uh, I, I still don't understand how he comes home starving, talks about looking, peering in windows and he wants to do what they're doing, yet you have $20 on you to give Bud. You have money down your your socks or whatever that the kids stole why don't you just grab a burger on the way home? Right. That is a good question. <laughs> right? Why doesn't he order his own pizza? You know, if Bud did that thing at any other time, you'd have $20 to pay for it. Yeah, and what's $20 in 1990? I mean, that's... A pizza's like 8 bucks back then. Yep. So Never pay it. full price for late pizza. <laughs> but you got a good man at home that any man would be proud to call his wife... <laughs> He cleans. He works. You've obviously gotten over that little he's a man thing. (laughs) So what else do you want from the poor guy? Here's one thing I noticed during that whole part. Andy has an earring on his left ear, but not his right Mm -hmm. ear. So I I was going to ask if you guys noticed that because I remember, like, I don't know if you guys went through the same thing. But when I was a kid, like, I didn't have my ears pierced. But, like, I think I found, like, a fake earring. And put it on the wrong ear and got made fun of everyone at school because they were like, oh, be no, like, does it? I was like, well, look, I guess I'm gay. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 
it means you're gay, literally. Also, wearing a ring on your pinky means you're gay. Because I remember a guy was hitting on me. <laughs> it, it was, dude, it's the Which weirdest time? thing. Uh, the fourth. <laughs> no, uh, but no, liter- I've literally had like four or five gay guys hit on me, like for real, too. But here was the, I think this was the first one. Uh, it was 1998, I want to say. Or nine. Is this when you had your frosted tips? I was just going to oh, say oh. that. Yeah. I got those afterwards to make sure they would stop doing that. <laughs> That's what you did to make sure they would stop doing that? You made yourself look like you belonged in NSYNC? Oh. Jamie, it was a joke. <laughs> you don't know my sarcasm yet? <laughs> so, uh, no, I th- I'm going to say did even. you think my comment was serious? I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say it was 90, 99 or 98. So we're, we go to this – it's a company thing. All the guys at work are going to this paintball shooting thing. First time I ever did it. So, you know, you get shot up with the paintballs in the woods. You're in teams, this and that. So this one guy brings his brother. He didn't tell us anything about him being gay. The, the guy talks to me here and there. You know, I'm a pretty friendly guy even if I don't know you. So I, I was talking back to him. Mm-hmm. And he'd see, he seemed kind of normal. But he was like – he seemed to have a, a strange way of talking. And I thought it was just that he was like Russian or something. I didn't think anything of it. The way we all drove there or whatever, he – I guess I thought he thought he bonded with me or something. So he <laughs> goes, hey, do you want to go back with me in my car? Oh, No. <laughs> And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. And I swear, I thought I thought nothing of this. We're driving, and we have like an hour and a half to go. Oh, no. He starts in with... Um... Rubbing your thigh? <laughs> yeah, he starts, he starts rubbing my thigh. <laughs> and then he starts blowing in my ear. No, it's good. <laughs> no. He'll be blowing something else. So, oh, so he starts asking me <clears throat> if I'm gay. And I, Wait, I look he asks at... you if you're gay after he rubs your thigh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he goes, listen, I've been doing this for 15 minutes. You haven't stopped me, so I'm just curious. Are you gay? <laughs> no. So he, he says that, and I look at him like he has three heads. I go, what? And I'm totally insulted. I'm like, no. And he goes, are you sure? And I go, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure about this. Why are you asking me this? I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> yeah, let me check again. I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> he eventually says, do you see this ring? And I go, okay. And he goes, you know what this means? And I'm like, well, judging by your prior question, I'm going to say you're telling me you're gay, right? And he's like, yeah, you're not? And I go, no. And he goes, oh. So then we're sitting in the car for 90 more minutes. <laughs> and it was like the car ride from hell. Oh, I my God. I literally could not wait to get out of there. And I think along the way, he still maybe talked about it or tried to get some information out of me that just wasn't there. Oh, You should have like, slammed his head up against the uh, tree. Leave a smile. And he's face. like, he's telling you, I know you're gay. He's like, I've seen you rent that twice as hard movie. <laughs> Oh my god! Why did I tell that story? That was a nice callback. Uh, twice as hard. You remember that? Wow. Wow. Right. Well, I, I that one was funny to me because I I also worked at a video store growing up, and 
I was like, yeah, that never happened, but that's really funny that that happened. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you want to know what that is, listen to the Skeleton Crew. It's the episode called And You Thought These Movies Were Scary. <laughs> uh, I hope nobody listens to that. I'm not there. Oh, Marcy. How's so cute when he's jealous. Now, I'm the one that ought to be going out at night. I'm married to that over there. <laughs> but you... You ought to be home with a man who can bake a potato like nobody's business. You had Pete's potato? I did. And I would have had his Pete's cobbler, too, if the damn dog didn't come get his bowl back. That's a great line. Uh, It's also great. Now you go home and tell your wife that you love me. You're right, Al. And if you don't mind my saying so, you should go tell your wife you love her. Mind your own business. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He says, yep, and he walks away. He goes, yep, okay. Isn't it great, like, we're willing to intrude on other people's lives, but don't tell me what to do? Yeah, totally. (laughs) So the best visual of the entire episode... They he this guy's walking away from Peg and Al's walking to her. They both reach and swap where their wallets are on their person. <laughs> Classic. Al puts his back into his sock and this guy takes it out of his sock back into his back pocket. <laughs> it's amazing the adjustments you have to make in life when you're with Peg. Yeah, right. Adapt. <laughs> well, Mr. I don't care what you do. Paint you green. You were jealous. I was not jealous. Was too. Admit you care. Would that make you happy? Yes. Uh, I care. (laughs) I'm not convinced. It's because I don't care. Come and dance with me. I care, I care. Too late, too late. Andy was real good looking, huh? I'm trying to count here, Peg. You know, this ought to be a lesson to you, Al. If you don't want me, there's plenty of guys that do. Right. You should have seen the way he looked at me. He wanted me bad. Everybody wants you bad, Peg. Every one of us. Oh, admit you're lucky to have me as your wife. I could have had anyone. I could have had Andy at the snap of a finger. <laughs> he was sexy. He was hot. He was... He was a homo, Peg. <laughs> Andy was sexy. He was hot. He was... He was a homo, Peg. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I laughed... Very hard at that joke. I I was kind of taken back by that. That's pretty ruthless, even for married with children. It, it always <laughs> shocks me every time I hear it. Like, because oh, they always That's because the joke would never be made today. So. Yeah, right, right. I was going to say that, and I know I've you know of course listened to this podcast before, and that's something that is said constantly. Oh, this would never happen today. This would really, really, really right. never go well. You would hear the show would be canceled by ABC or whatever, <laughs> or Fox, and all this stuff. It would it would never go over today. Yeah, when we say that, keep in mind, guys, we're not talking about like Sons of Anarchy or Breaking Bad. Yeah, all this stuff would happen there. But we're talking about primetime television for major networks. 
and they were very distinct on that being like that wasn't just like a throwaway line. Like they ended the episode with it, <laughs> and the crowd erupted. Right, right. <laughs> they want you to leave with that as your memory. <laughs> That's the last <laughs> line. What a way to end it, though. I got to be honest with you. Like Aaron said earlier, there's so many good one-liners in this episode, but to to just kind of end it on that note was near perfect. I loved it. I I, I love too, like what the buildup, how Peggy like because is so vain about it. Like you know, you know what I mean. How she's like <laughs> right. wanted me and this and that. Yeah, like she's yeah. so right. Proud. <laughs> yep. Do you guys feel that that? ending line would have had the same punch if you replaced that word like he said for some reason the way Al said he was a homo peg <laughs> do you think if he said he was gay peg or he was queer peg you know like because the queer is like a word that they used a lot back then right mm-hmm. you don't really hear it so much anymore now so do you think if they used queer or gay it would have had the same punch absolutely not no no, no. There's definitely words they could they there's no way they could use, but homo was for what they were wanting and for what they got, I think that was the word that they used. <laughs> right. No, that was like the in-between word, because there's worse words, and then yes. there's the other ones that, that uh Alex just mentioned too. So yeah, that was the one that tiptoed the line. Yeah. Yeah. That it, no one's going with the F word here, but <laughs> no. What fashionable, like Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> He's fashionable, Peg. So Peg's reaction, she just pretty much has a confused face. Do you guys think what if the if we were to continue filming, how how the, would the conversation have gone down? Do you think Peg would believe Al? Honestly, I think she's probably reconciling in her mind that that's why he didn't hit on her. Right. And it probably makes her feel better knowing he was gay. Cuz you know she was all talking to Marcy like I don't understand it like he's not he's he hasn't made a move on me you know so now maybe she's like oh phew right (laughs) right no that makes sense yeah yeah but then do you think it it would make Peg feel bad because she didn't get hit on by as many guys as like Marcy Marcy yeah she she wasted it all on a gay guy (laughs) (laughs) she could have been like partying it up over there and she's dancing with a gay guy yeah with the sailor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she could have been with the sailor. Well, she ends up with the bikers. We know that. Isn't that weird, though? De- like, a sailor is normally, like, a gay thing, too, right? Hi, sailor. <laughs> you know? Everybody loves semen. <laughs> <laughs> now, my face is hurting from laughing so hard, guys. That This was a fun one. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we won't have you on anymore. What? No. <laughs> he doesn't want to hurt you. So we... <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I got you. <laughs> No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. 
Alright guys, how many of Pete's potatoes are we eating out of five for Dance Show Jamie? I think I will eat five potatoes. Oh, That's a lot of potatoes. Wow. That's a lot of potatoes. I'm not that hungry, but <laughs> it's a very funny episode. It really Just don't is. rap about them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and we're good. Aw. You don't love my potato wrap. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, bringing it back. Wow. A lot of skeleton crew references tonight. What's the skeleton crew? <laughs> Never heard. It's when you have, like, not a lot of people at work. <laughs> uh, okay, Jamie, I'm sorry. So tell us about why this episode is five out of five. I just think it's very funny. And it, that there are... A lot of quotable lines. It's we do get now. It does make me sad that Al has gotten to the point where he just doesn't care about anything. About anything. Yeah, he does have that moment of pride with Bud, which is cool. But I, that does really make me sad because you know me and you know how I feel about the moments when the Bundys come together and when they show their love for each other. And I love those moments, and we don't really get that here. Mm-hmm. And that's bizarre. But at the same time, there are a lot of really good lines, a lot of really just great quips. I I don't know. I enjoyed the hell of it. So. Wow, nice. Dan, how about you? How many of Pete's potatoes are you eating out of five for this episode? <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I really like this episode. Um, I I agree with what Jamie just said. You know, I love those moments. But at the same time, when you think married with children, it's actually kind of the opposite. Like, it's more indicative of this kind of thing. And even though we didn't get those moments, I think that just by the sheer amount of one-liners this episode had and the fact that, you know, like we said, we got to see, like, Marcy gone wild. We we got to see her story kind of get furthered uh, even more. I just love that continuity, too, you know, the progression of her before. Uh, uh, Post-Steve, pre-Jefferson is fantastic. I never knew existed, so that was cool to see. And, um, and, and I, <laughs> yeah, I was going to give it a four, but just that one last lie, I'd say, like, a 4.5, just because it was so perfect. So, so, um, so yeah, so four and a half potatoes. Just cut one of those potatoes in half. Nice, nice. Yep. Uh, okay, how about our guest of honor, Aaron Duncan? Uh, great time with you tonight. Yeah, man. man. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I mean, I've had such a blast tonight. I, I you know, laughing hysterically. But uh, for me, it's five potatoes out of five. Nice. Wow, nice. I, Yay. I love this episode. Um, you know, it's funny, like I, I've watched it a total of three times and two of those times were today and it was better the second time today. Like the, the like yeah. the setups, the one liners, um, you know, and what was great about this episode is when it started at the beginning with Kelly and the music and, uh, you know, the presidential march theme thing, like you think it's going to be about something completely different right. and it just a complete different turn like if you look at the start of this episode and the last line of this episode it's like <laughs> you would never think that they were from the same <laughs> whatsoever oddly enough kelly talks about dancing yep yeah right. that's true but mm-hmm. she ta- she talks about dancing but she never dances 
and right. stuff. No, no, she does sort of, right? Like on the couch, she's doing a little like. Uh, well, like is that shitty. dancing or shuffling? Shuffling. <laughs> it's shuffling. <laughs> I think this episode's five out of five. I mean, you're not. Ne- I mean, Homer Simpson and Al Bundy sitting on a couch together. I mean, you're. Uh, how can you top that? Magical, iconic, right? Absolutely. Wow, this was almost a Hall of Famer. Because if Dan gave it a five, it would have been fives across the board. Oh, come on, come on Dan, come on, I'm Dan. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at the people we have on the show. The guy we love from Christmas Vacation, Homer Simpson, like Aaron said, the the chick, uh, that tramp. Um, <laughs> Kelly's Kelly's moment, although it's sad, and I I. I'm going to take a line from both Dan and Jamie. Like, although we do love the family bonding moments, I think if they always happened, they wouldn't be as special. So They wouldn't be the Bundys, yeah. Right. You you couldn't have it happen all that often. So I guess I'm going to take this one as a, as a loss on that end, you know? And I'm I'm going to say it was a it was a well-done one because out of that, although it's sad that Kelly walked away kind of bummed out, and I didn't praise that joke as a really great thing because of that that whole thing. At the same time, look at how good uh, Christina Applegate's acting was. Right. Like Dan pointed out, you know? Yeah, what was I thinking with the 4.5? Five, guys, five. Without a doubt. I'm sorry. I take it back. I apologize. Thank you. And And Marcy's partying with all these guys. It was just great. She's just so different and cool and loose. And it's like... It would be great to know her during this time, you know, like just to witness it all. It's just like fascinating, really, you know, yep. um, to be there and just like look at her from afar and just be like, wow, she's going crazy. <laughs> you know, like it's just a great little like captured moment. I love the way um, Al Bundy handles homosexuality uh, far better than Homer did uh, on The Simpsons. And, and, and I wanted to touch on that before. Yeah, because that that was one thing where I thought that they were going to go the absolutely other way with it. That he'd be homophobic? Kind of more like um, like the last line. Like, I thought that the, it was going to be, Al was going to be completely ruthless. And the fact that they switched it up, and, it, and just the look on his face when he's talking to him, is just on the couch, and, and he's just so, so offended and stuff like that. Like, that was really funny to me. Yeah, like, it just shows that... Um, that the writers are really thinking about it, thinking about their approach, especially during 1990, and you know, with the with the whole like AIDS thing too. And this was such a such a big topic. Oh, you know what? It didn't become big yet until Magic Johnson, and that was after the 1991 finals, right? So <laughs> AIDS becomes a bigger topic about right. a year from now, or maybe two years from now. But yeah, but homosexuality was always like you know, there's always some leanings of talking about it it obviously keeps getting bigger but i'm not even going to say al has gay tendencies because it truly (laughs) it's so he's so simple it's not even that deep right he he literally just wants to eat he just wants food right (laughs) and this is very reminiscent of the way al was with steve remember when steve wouldn't shave his beard and then at, Steve started living with the Bundys, and he was cleaning and cooking and right. everything else. And I think even he had an apron on, maybe, if I recall. And then Al want, kept trying to convince Steve to keep his beard so that he could still live with them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not the first time Al is doing strange things to keep a guy in in that house to keep cooking. 
<laughs> so but, it's it's great that it's it's so that this happened before because it shows that although they're writing these lines, it's like you know you're writing for Al Bundy, right? <laughs> right. Who's like the, the the man of men? It's like yeah, but this is Al too. <laughs> right. And that's great that they had the 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 courage to do that and to write that and to that we would all that Ed O'Neill would sell it the right way and we would all digest it properly. And, and I think that we did digest it properly because. We know who Al is, and I think that's why he acted that way too, because he is so secure in who he is. Like he, like he's he's Al Bundy, you know. So for him to do something like that, I actually don't think it was out of character. I just think that Al was never like threatened by it or or weirded out by it by any means. He like he knows who he is, and and that didn't affect him at all, you know. Right. He showed us. He it's on his mind. He says, "You know, you're a guy, right?" And all the other stuff like that's there, but it's not really the the biggest thing on his mind. So, yep. Had Amanda Beersy come out at this point? Yeah, she she didn't have to say anything. The hair told the story itself. <laughs> <laughs> she actually came out publicly in 1993. Mm. No one. I, I, I bet you that they knew though. People yeah, I was there. just gonna say that publicly, and you know. I think she did. She told us that. In that yeah, did the cast know for years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think she even said that in the interview that they did know. Yeah. Yep. I guess she approved of how they uh, approached it. Yep. So, guys, tune in next week for a classic episode. Oh, my God. Growing up, you never forgot this one. Kelly bounces back. Kelly sets her sights on becoming a car showroom model. And that's the one where she goes, Alante. <laughs> Now, if I remember correctly, isn't Tia Carrera in that? Yes, she is. Oh, look at you. Of course you would know that with the car episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. He knows the car episode. Dude, you know what's funny is I almost was going to comment because um, I think on one of the previous episodes, back when uh, Jerry and Justin were on, you guys were like, why would an ashtray be so important in a 65 Mustang? Like, why is that a a big... Oh, no. The reason it is is because that actually forms into part of the dash, and if it's missing, there's like a gaping hole there. So, oh, so oh, it, wait, you're right. Yeah, if it's missing, there's a gaping hole there. So that's kind of why that. And also, this is just nerd information at this point. But there was ne- that most of the stuff they said about that car was correct. Except there was never a Mustang made in '65 that had dual carburetors. So, Ooh. oh man, Damn. guys, don't worry, Aaron will be back one day to give us some more info. We'll see you later. See you guys.